You're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar Co. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Amanda Jones with Happily Ever Asheville. Amanda, thank you so much for coming in to, to record the podcast with me. You're so welcome. I'm so pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. This is great. We're doing an in-person podcast recording, which I've only done a couple of, but they're a lot of fun because my guests get to see the trucks and hang out and maybe have a drink or two. So it's a great time to to network and also provide some useful information for our listeners. So Amanda, let's just start out. With the, what's your favorite drink? I mean, we're on the podcast Pisons and Prosecco. What's your favorite <laughs> beverage? Well, I should probably say your strawberry margarita that I'm enjoying right now. Um, but I am a classic old-fashioned gal. Okay. okay. And as we know, old-fashioned is built entirely upon the bourbon or whiskey of choice, right? So what's yours? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> really, I'm such a Basil Hayden person. Okay, yeah, I like I like that. It's it's um, approachable, but complex. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Amanda, let's get started with your business and what you do. So Happily at Rashville is an officiating business that you started a couple years ago, and you are the one and only officiant for your own business. Is that correct? This is correct. So how did you get started? What was the, you know, the spark that created the fire that is Happily Ever Asheville? That's such a great question. And it's it's really weird because I think it was 2010 or something that I had a couple of friends say, hey, Amanda, if we ever get married, we want you to officiate. And I kind of laughed it off, you know, put it away, and then cut to five years later, they said, hey, we're doing that thing now, and you're up. And I took that role so seriously. Um, You know, this is a big deal. I was honored that they asked me to do this. And on top of that, my friend's um, dad is a Marine, and so I knew, like, he was the one that I had to impress. Mm, Yeah. And it was really the most beautiful gift that I could offer anybody on their wedding day is an experience that was personalized and meaningful to them. But I never thought that I was going to make a business of it until I went to a wedding in 2018 and my cousin, it was my cousin's wedding. I was not asked to officiate. She wanted me to be able to relax and enjoy the wedding. Um, So the officiant shows up. And I walk up to her, and at this point, I've already officiated four weddings, so I think I know what's going on, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, like, do you want to talk to the bride? And she says, no, I'm good. I just need the marriage license. I'm like, okay, okay. So I go get the marriage license, and my cousin says, here's the, the license and the cash that you pay her. I'm like, oh, how much money is she making? And she tells me the number, and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Like, This is business. This is how this works. But the woman gets up there and reads a script that I've seen online that she just popped their names in Mm -hmm. and not only that she wasn't mic'd up so she wasn't enunciating I could barely hear her and I was falling asleep and I was bored and upset Um, and this was the moment where I was like wait a minute other people are out here doing just an okay job and getting paid for this 
I think it could actually provide something that would be meaningful to people and still also get paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it's about the money. It really, in that moment, was about offering somebody an experience that would be meaningful and rememberable. Rememberable? Memorable. Memorable. You got it. Nailed so. it. Nailed it. <laughs> well, I, I agree. I bartended a wedding before I started with the trucks because I wanted to understand the industry. And I saw what was status quo and what people were doing. And I said, oh, this could be done way better. Mm-hmm. And obviously I did that. And people have responded positively to that. So I think there's a lot to be said about seeing something that you think can be fixed and throwing your spin on it. You know, totally. and I, I think you've done that. Um, you've booked a ton of weddings and you're you're going strong into your the end of your second year. Is that earth? No, I guess it's your third year, technically. Yeah, this is the end of my third year and my first year doing this full time, though. So Mm. I'm full time, happily ever Asheville. Uh, I do have my side business as the private practice therapist, but this Mm -hmm. is my first year of really relying on weddings for my income. And how did you make that transition? When did you decide that it was time to make it your primary? You know, was there a certain point where like, all right, this is it. I'm loving it. I'm making money. I'm booking weddings. It's time to switch. Was there a kind of I, I had a game plan and COVID changed the game plan for me because I was working at an elementary school during COVID um, as a therapist and gosh that was such a tough time to be a therapist in a public school system um, and it kind of propelled me just jumping all into Happily Ever Asheville and I knew I knew I had the data to support that I could make this work. And so I just jumped in at that point and was like, I don't want to do the school job anymore. I think I can really do this. And Mm -hmm. I just jumped all in at that point. And you had enough momentum, though, that you could. Yeah, because at that point, I'd already been doing it for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important for people to think about when they're starting new businesses. Like, especially with weddings, you need some momentum because people don't book you a week out, they book you a year out. They do. And also, you know, I'm just now seeing leads being generated from previous couples because it's not like a personal trainer where you need a personal trainer any time of the year. No, you only need a an officiant when you're getting married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just had my first referral from a couple who said, hey, so-and-so used you back in 2020 or yeah, I think it was even 2019, you know, and we've been kind of waiting. Like, you've been on deck for us. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> awesome. I love this story so much. Yeah, that reminds me of a referral that I got. It was like a reverse referral where I had met the couple that we were going to provide bar services for, but their grandpa was turning, gosh, he was 80 or 90 years old. And so before their wedding, right, we hadn't like gone through the whole process of them feeling the success of the day yet. But before their wedding, the grandpa turned 80 or 90, and they hired us for the birthday oh party. Oh, my gosh, that's and so awesome. the truck was there, you know, at, at their house. And then their wedding was just down the hill six months later. So it was kind of funny because they had met me. We had done the taste, and they're like, oh, Bryce, you know, you should totally call Bryce for your party. And so it was kind of funny because, uh, you know, they, obviously they hadn't, yeah, they hadn't had the truck at their wedding yet but they knew that we were going to do a good job and, you know, provide a good service. So Well, and I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier that it's so important that you are representing your business and your brand and then 
people just trust you to show up and do the job even when you haven't done it yet. Yep, there's a lot of trust involved. And so that really requires you to just put yourself out there and be authentic and just show up as who you are. And you do a great job of that. (laughs) (laughs) As do you. And I think that's an important, or not an important, that's a helpful, that's why Instagram's helpful is because it does allow that authentic, for better or for worse, representation of your personality. And so people really do get to know you through that medium. So if they haven't hired you yet, they either know that you're a good fit or not. Or if they have hired you, they're like, oh, that just enforces that this person is right for me. So I do agree that's a, that is an important part. For me, you know, I don't have, I'm, I'm not at all the weddings, right? So I do have a staff, I have a roster that I send out, but um, there's some things about that roster that I make sure to be true is that I've always worked with them before they work alone and that they, I feel like I would want them at my wedding, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't have a, I don't have a hundred people on my roster. I have like 10 and they're all people that I've kind of handpicked through networking, through friends of friends. Um, and, and that's really important to me because I physically can't be at every wedding, but you on the other hand are the only officiant at the moment. So do you think you would ever add on an officiant that would, would rep, be able to represent you properly? Or do you think that's just too far removed from your service slash industry? I would love to bring another officiant on under Happily Ever Asheville. And that's why I was really intentional in not naming my business something that was too narrow. Um, so like Amanda's officiating. Yeah. Service. Right. <laughs> so, you know, just keep that in mind. If you're out there and you want to officiate, come to me and we could talk about mm. it. Is that a, are, so you're recruiting? I know. Now all of a sudden <laughs> I'm recruiting on this podcast. I didn't know this is where we were going. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, if you are looking to get into the officiating business, reach out to Amanda and see if, um, it might be a good fit for y'all. Yeah. And, all jokes aside, please do reach out to me because I love mentoring and just offering support to people in general because I really want people to show up and provide the officiating services in a way that meets each couple's needs. And that's really, really important to me and and really the reason why I started this business. Yeah, I I totally agree. I've seen the templated um, officiating, what do you call it, a speech? Script, or script? Yeah, like the script and it's fill in the blank for their names and that's it. And there's no getting to know them. And, you know, to be honest, I think couples do need to prioritize their day and maybe the ceremony isn't a big priority, you know, but it also starts off the, the night or the day or the morning, right. Depending on the, the wedding um, with the tone. So if that's not a sincere part of the wedding, you know, what is that? What is that saying about the rest of the, the night perhaps? I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, get on anyone's case, but you know, if you just have a templated script, it's hard to, to really even if you know the couple, if you're part of the audience that doesn't know the couple really well. Yeah. And you know, there are people who say, I don't want something that's super personalized. We're like really private Um, people, but I can still cater it to them in a way that still feels really good to them. And their guests walk away with a with an enjoyable wedding experience versus, yeah. you know, again, just doing the cookie cutter script. There are ways that this could be done. Totally. And it just, it takes a little bit of work. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm, 
I don't feel like I'm a very private person. So I, I think everyone else is like me, like, oh, I want to share all, you know, my feelings, you know, with everyone. <laughs> but you're right. Some people aren't like that. But if they don't want the same, same old, same old, they could still go with you and have it be personalized, but not super revealing about their relationship (laughs) well and i mean i'm not going to talk about all the trials and tribulations (laughs) that like everyone has been through in their relationship to get to where they are today it's a happy moment but yeah there are certainly ways to customize it to meet each couple's needs totally yeah i love that so when you started two years ago like most of us you were you know figuring out what worked and what didn't (laughs) what do you wish you knew when you started Oh my gosh. Two years later. Um, I wish I would have known that Gmail has email templates. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? I am not the... M- I didn't know that. You didn't know this? Gmail has email templates? No, yes. I use HoneyBook for my templates. I know, and this is not an ad for HoneyBook, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I just started using Gmail email templates within the last year. Otherwise, I had copy and paste templates in a Word document that I was copy. Like, what was I doing? I was spending so much time, and it was just so inefficient. And now I figured this out, and I have a system that works for me. And I, you know, maybe I'll transition to HoneyBook soon because that is something that I, I wish I had maybe set up in the front end because it's really Mm. not that expensive. And I feel like I thought, you know, oh, I'll just invest in these things later. But I've been really fortunate and my business has been really successful to the point where I just wish I would have invested in all of those things Mm. in the beginning to make my life easier Yeah. and not try to set it up retroactively. And I know what you mean because the the first couple weddings I booked were through essentially PayPal – Right? right. It was just an exchange. It wasn't, there was no contract. There was no proposal. Um, but I quickly realized, I'm like, oh, this is not, this is not going to work. And I really was serious about getting the business off the ground. So I started doing that immediately. And I can see now how you've already developed your tools and your templates and everything's kind of piecemealed and it works, right? It's working for you, but it could be more efficient with with yeah, a CRM like, or app like And Honeybird. not only more efficient for me, but more user-friendly for the client. Mm. And, like, the whole point is to make this a seamless, easy process for the client to book with you, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, And I had clients the first year printing out the contract, signing it, faxing it. I'm like, I don't even know what is a fax, you know? <laughs> I mean, we're pa- so far past that. And, like, bless them all, all the people who printed signed and sent me pictures of it thank you guys for doing that but we don't have to do that anymore we can sign with our fingers um, or eventually i'll get HoneyBook and make everybody's life easier yeah i mean that's that's one of the reasons i think why i started using it so quickly in my business is because i was like people are gonna if people can sign and pay a deposit online within a minute they're gonna do it compared to not you know it's so seamless and um, and since then, you know, I've booked through HoneyBook over, gosh, probably like 160 events, you know, and yeah, they do take a fee like any processing company would, but I look at that fee over the long term, and I'm like, but that equals like maybe one or two weddings a year. And I probably would have lost more lost. than that if I didn't have, you know, so I see it as a, um, a positive investment. Good ROI. You you have to look at the big picture as a small business owner. 
yeah. as any business owner, but really, and I think that's the most intimidating thing of being a one-woman shop is sometimes it feels risky and feels like I'm taking a gamble, but I also really, really believe in this business, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, totally. And I think you have to go all in. I mean, that's something that I've, I've told people. No one listens to me anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> one what, of your long rants. What, yeah, no one listens. <laughs> I'm like the boy who cried wolf, I think. But people, people need to go all in. I think the universe rewards folks that are that dive head first and that really believe in what they're doing. I think the um, people who are timid and hesitant, it's it's very li- unlikely for them to succeed in their ventures. You know, and I mean that out of love. I'm not trying to say like. Oh, don't don't be hesitant. You're you know you're you're not worthy. It's just I think you see that in the world. You know, people who take big dives and people who take risks are usually the ones who are rewarded. One of my friends just told me this analogy the other day that she was told that an entrepreneur is the person that will jump off of the cliff without a parachute, but make a parachute while they're falling. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds about right. And you know? I, I do feel like that's so true of like, I have an end goal. I know I need to get to the ground safely. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't really know how I'm going to get there. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's the decision paralysis that stops a lot of people from moving forward is, um, you know, but I don't have everything perfectly figured out. How do I get there, you know? And my website was janky in the beginning. It was so bad. I'm not even going to say it's great now. I run and develop my website on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It exists, and people know I'm a real person, and I'm out there. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. They, you need validation, right? Or I mean, they do. <laughs> they, yeah. need, they need validation that you exist. And that's why I think it's interesting when some folks don't have a website. Um, and some people don't, and they, they're fine. I don't know how they do it, because if I saw someone on Instagram and then went to their website and it was, like, not available or not does not exist, I'd be like, oh, they're not – something's going on they're here. They're not legit. So I think, have, yeah, having, having that rounded, rounded out um, – like having something in place. It doesn't need to be perfect, but having an Instagram, a Facebook, and a website, and a Google My Business. I'm big on that, as you know. Oh my God, Bryce. This, <laughs> this is another thing I wish I would have done. I literally just Googled my business like two weeks ago. You And what'd you find? No, like, you know, when it's called like Google My Business. Oh, you, you just go- oh, you I created a Google? I just created the, the business account. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I didn't even have this. It didn't exist. You, see, no one listens to me. If you <laughs> if you were following me, honest, if you you know what I get so tired of your rants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's okay. I that's okay. Um, well, congratulations on becoming a Googleable person. A Thank Go- you so much. Google business. <laughs> and for all those um, who are out there who don't know about this, when you search on maps, for example, for let's say you type in tacos. And you find all these restaurants, it's because they have a Google My Business listing. It's obvious for brick and mortars, not so much for folks who don't have brick and mortars. And that's why I thought it wasn't relevant for me. I was so yeah. wrong. Yeah. But think of w- what people do when they type in, you know, things on Google. It, Google My Businesses show up. So now you're there. Do you have reviews um, I on have your... I have one review. <laughs> um, but 
but what's so beautiful about it is I posted on my stories about the that I was now on Google, mm-hmm. and two of my pre- past brides went and uploaded photos without me asking oh, them. And I'm like, ah, oh, you guys are amazing. I love you so much. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. And it's, you know, it's really just another form of validation, right? It's like the website. It's like the Facebook, Instagram. Um, people want to see that you're you're real and you're out there, and they want to see other people's responses to your service which is what the reviews are in my opinion so if they go on and you have one review they're like oh they've only done one wedding Mm -hmm. that's what maybe pops into their mind and at least that's the way I think about it you know and so I started asking my couples for reviews I started asking like mothers of the brides I'm like what was your experience you know like you don't need to buy from me to leave a review Mm -hmm. you just need to interact with my business to have an honest review and so I've asked a lot of people to do that um, because people will read those, right? And they'll see like, oh, th- this person, oh, and well, what Google does is they'll put all those words, the commonly used words in the beginning. So for me, it's stuff like beer truck, professional, fun, whatever, you know, like things that people commonly say in their reviews will come up. And so people can get a really quick snapshot of what it is, you know? It's not formal bartender who wears all black, right? That's not, that doesn't come <laughs> up because that's not what we are, right? And so people can easily connect with your vibe without totally understanding it through those reviews, which is one of the reasons I like them so much. So, And it's so easy to set up. I'm yeah. not out here trying to be an ad for Google, but it is so easy to set up. I ended up setting it up for my other business the same day because I was just like, wait, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Um, so definitely encourage everybody to just go ahead and do that. Yeah, and it's simple you know, the, the reason why it works is because Google rewards people who interact with its platform. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting up Google, my business page up, you are increasing the validity of their own business and web. And (laughs) I mean, Google already has enough business, but there you're becoming part of their little micro, not microcosm. You're becoming part of their universe and they are going to reward that by putting you ahead of someone who didn't on the search results. Yeah. So if I mean, someone typed in actual wedding officiant, Google My Business is going to put you ahead of someone who doesn't have an account. Yeah, but I'm still on like page five because all of the photographers have such great SEO mm-hmm. that they come up before me. And it's just it's so fascinating. But How do they come up? Because I think they have backlinks on their website that um, have recommendations for officiants or something. So the keywords just snag it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, SEO is a whole other right? subject. I I, yeah, I went head first into that when I started the business because I knew I knew that's how people were going to find me, and they do. That's how people find me online. Well, that's I mean that's genius because I am trying to shift my marketing strategy right now to attract my ideal client, and I don't even really pretend to understand SEO. But at some point, I think I'm going to have to outsource that and just hire somebody to take care of that. Yeah, that's a it's a tricky thing to do because I think unless they know the wedding industry and the, the cadence and the little quirks of it, you know, they're not necessarily going to know what to do. But I like that you're going in that direction of delegating and outsourcing because I think that's something we all need to do more of. Um, we can always talk offline about that because I'm big on SEO. Cool. Yeah, I would love that. Give you some tips. Um, well, that, yeah, I guess that's you know leads us to the question like, who is your ideal client? You know, what if someone like who have your best clients been? What are they like? Mm. And by best, I mean like the 
the most positive interaction and fulfillment on both ends. So my ideal client are couples who really want to celebrate intentionally and just want their beliefs and values honored, not their family, not society. You know, there are people who say, oh, we need to do this for grandma. I'm totally happy to throw something in there for grandma. But, you know, I really enjoy working with couples who are able to shake off all the pressure of everybody else and say, hey, this is what we want. Can you make it happen? I'm like, yeah, I can totally make that happen. If that's what you want and what feels good to you, let's do it. Um, you know, I've been so fortunate that I haven't worked with the Bridezilla mm-hmm. complex. Most of the time, it's the mother of the bride. That's the brides, <laughs> That's the, like the Bridezilla person, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah, they have opinions about how their daughters should celebrate mm. their weddings. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've I've been really lucky with all my clients um, in that regard. No one's been, yeah, I've had no no problem with that. But we're in Asheville. We're yeah. <laughs> people come here because they're, I feel like more chill to get married. You know, like they they want a rural, rustic mountain, mm-hmm. you know, whatever barn wedding. Um, so I think we we do get lucky compared to maybe other wedding locales. Not going to say any names of other regions. Uh, neighboring <laughs> but cities. Neighbor, but, um, but so you talked about the, those couples. You know, what, uh, you gave a little piece of advice, right? Kind of embrace your own, do your own thing. But what other advice would you have for couples getting married in this area specifically based on your experience in the industry? Oh, my gosh. If you've heard me rant about one thing and one thing only, it would be the weather. I talk about the weather all the time and I think about myself as if I were going to be a bride and I would need a backup venue. I know that in my heart of hearts that I don't want to be standing on a mountaintop and a downpour. I need a backup venue. I'm that person. And if you're that person, that's okay. Just be ready and have that backup venue because that's probably one of the toughest things is when couples say, you know, what's the backup plan? And I'm like, you tell me what's the backup plan. I'll do it. I'll show up. I'll, I'll stand in an umbrella or whatever you need me to do. Um, and they're like, well, we don't really have a backup plan and it's a hundred percent chance of rain. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the that's weather important. in North Carolina, as you know, is totally crazy, sporadic rain, sun, sleet, it was supposed to rain the whole day today. So I was glad that we were doing the podcast, obviously, inside. But look, it's relatively sunny outside. And I know. it is 90% chance. I moved my event this afternoon because I said I didn't want to chance the rain. So yeah. I went to an indoor space yeah. or a yeah. covered space. What I tell people is the clouds will hop over mountains. And so you just you, it'll be raining in West Asheville, dry downtown. It's so unpredictable. You know, thunderstorming in Hendersonville. Like you, yeah. you just don't And you just know. have to be able to surrender to Mother Nature and yeah. accept that we can't predict what the weather is going to be like six months from now. Yeah. I've had couples ask me in January... What's the weather going to be like in October? I'm like, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> yeah. I'll check the farmer's almanac, but there's no guarantee. All the, Yeah, the only thing that I ever reference is the sunset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know anything besides what time the sun is going to set, and that's it. Like, sorry, that's all you can... The sun is the most dependable thing on the yep, earth. Yeah, that's it. On the, it's on earth? It's not. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and I was like... <sighs> I know, I'm a pain like that. <laughs> well, Amanda, you know, I'm always curious what folks are uh, doing in the future, if they have any projects or side 
businesses that they want to share. Do you have anything going on? That you'd wow, like to that's share very with us? suggestive, Bryce. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm actually really excited that I am going to have a legit logo in hopefully the very near future. I awesome. hired someone to develop my brand. So I'm going to have a whole brand kit with the logos and the fonts and the colors and all the things. And I'm so excited about this. I really think it's going to be ready by the end of this month. Are they a local? They're based out of Raleigh. Oh, is it? um, Did I interview them? Was it? It's not Kristen King, is it? Karima Creative? No. Cut that. No, I'm just kidding. Cut. Um, no, no, yeah. Awesome. No, I, well, I mean, cool. now that we have the recommendations, but I actually had tried to find somebody local and was unable to find anybody. There's only a few. Yeah, um, there's only a few. And you also want to vibe with them, and people have different, you know, uh, different aesthetics, right? Totally. So if you found this person, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great vibe and still local to the state. So, mm-hmm. um, that's great. I'm really excited about that. And then, as you've seen, there's a project that I've been working on called Elevated Elopement Co. There's some things on the Instagrams. And we'll have to maybe have the collective come and be a part of the podcast later because I'm not ready to reveal everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are a group of expert wedding vendors who are ready to take your elopement to the next level. I love that. That is, that's great, and I'm excited to see what y'all do with that. We could do a whole group podcast in here and, and have some fun. So, Amanda, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we close up? Anything I'd like to share? No, other than the fact that this has been such a positive experience. Thanks for having me in your shop and treating me to strawberry margaritas. <laughs> And really getting to know what it's like on your client side of the experience, because this is the space that you bring people. Exactly. Yeah, we're here in the tasting room, so Amanda's gets to see all the trucks, and uh, we were listening to some some cool music earlier and tasting drinks, and you you kind of almost went through the process of. I think you I know, did. I was sold. All of a yeah. sudden, you whipped out your honey book, and I signed a contract, <laughs> and now I've got a truck coming to my house. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda, for coming on Pistons Prosecco, Pistons and Prosecco, and look forward to having Elevated Elopement Co. in very soon. Sounds good. Take care.